So this is the Music World Podcast. Uh, I'm sitting here with James Bruin. Hello. Chris Derenberger. Young Married Boy. And yeah, Tanner Carlson. AKA, AKA Young Married Boy. Thank you. Young uh, Tattoo Ray. AKA thing. That would be taken away from the Bodega Boys. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, so this is, like I said, the Music World Podcast. We're going to be going down the list A to Z. Every week's a different country. The first country is Afghanistan. I don't know much about that type of music. Neither do I. Same Z's. Yeah, I've never before this. Hey, I guess this really is kind of like the learning experience. For I'm interested, though. Everybody involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, That's why we're here. We're interested in hearing new stuff. So I'm going to put on a little something, and we're going to talk about the history that I looked up. Let's just try. Are you going to talk while it's, it's I'm going to talk while I'm going to put it really low. Um, <laughs> so what you're hearing or what you will hear is the Afghanistan national anthem. Um, so I found a document that talks about the um, history of music in Afghanistan. I highlighted a couple things. Um, so I'm just going to go right through it. The meaning of music in Afghanistan is quite a bit more restrictive than our general understanding of concept music. So it's secular, never religious, apparently. Um, it's more instrumental than vocal, as you've probably uh, noticed. That's one win for Afghanistan music. And it's performed mainly by professional musicians and sometimes amateurs. So usually never by, you know, just random people are you trying to tell me they don't have street musicians and stuff that's not in the culture i don't think so you just go straight you just go straight professional you just get a deal so yeah, you just like, you're just like i'm hey, gonna I go professional, guitar. I'm professional. <laughs> <laughs> um hey apparently afghanistan's the dreamland for musicians yeah. <laughs> so um i'm gonna run this back and because it's only a minute i already have a question about it let's hear it now, obviously, this is my first time hearing it, so I'm comparing it to something that is familiar or, you know, apples to apples, oranges to oranges. Yeah. Um, now, I hear our national anthem, and I hear it both instrumentational, and then I also hear it with lyrics. Is this... There, there is lyrics to this. This is the instrumental version. You're answering my questions so, before? I um, love it. I love it. So let's keep going. So there's a bit about the folk music. It says, in order to, to appreciate the music of Afghanistan, one should be aware of its long history and place in the world uh, known as the crossroads of Asia. So it's an important point along the Silk Road. So there's tons of different um, countries coming through, you know, giving their, their different uh, cultures. So their current neighbors include Iran, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, China, and Pakistan. So they're sharing those styles. Um, so... They have a big influence on, on this place. So, um, a little bit more about moving towards the golden age of music, which was, I would, I think they're saying, 30s to 70s. Um, the rise of Afghan popular music in the 60s can be attributed to a group of dynamic young, westernized high school students. So, in Kabul, which is, I think we talked about Kabul. There's a there's a band, oh, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a little bit about that. And then there was a dark age, which is something we also talked about, where um, the Taliban actually banned music. They were burning cassette tapes, 
they were um, making basically mockeries of public performances. Um, it says here, they're remembered for their harsh interpretations of Islamic law. Um, they confiscated and de destroyed cassettes, videotapes, and instruments, harassed and arrested musicians, listeners, and hosts, um, and allowed no public performances. So that's, I mean, that's fucking crazy. It's, it's really badass. Um, I've heard a bunch of stories about their neighboring uh, countries that you mentioned, like uh, Iran, and how music like punk or hardcore, just, you know, rebellious, badass music is, you know, not even just hard stuff. It was just anybody trying to put out something. It's, it's really, they're, you're going to jail for it. People are getting killed. It's crazy. You're, you're criminal. You're literally doing it underground. Um, and so it's interesting, you know, thinking I ca I'm coming into this not knowing anything about it. And it's like, you know, you've read stories about their neighbors and kind of picturing the same thing. So it's interesting. You get a, you get a very uh, vivid mental image right away. Yeah. yeah. We talked about this. I want to hear your perspective. I mean, I know I mentioned a lot of it, but, I mean, yeah. what's your take on it? Yeah, it's uh, – it's, I think it speaks to, like, you know, how important music is to people because, I mean, you get this, you know – the Taliban who are scary people and they're like, you know, you can't play music anymore. And I'm sure there were still people, you know, in basements and shacks in the country, like still like writing songs and playing music. Yeah. Cause once you do it, it's like super important to you. And it's like part of who you are. I think we all feel that, which is part of the reason we're doing this podcast, but yeah. it's really cool. Um, For sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd like to echo that sentiment <laughs> actually. Um, just really quick, though, I, w I also want to say that's way more badass than anything I've ever done with music, playing it with the threat of being killed. Right. That's a good point. Well, Do doesn't it, doesn't it make... I can say no more. <laughs> yeah. Until after we played, then they were like, these guys are terrible. We're probably going to... We're going to kill them now. <laughs> um, so, jumping right in, um, the first song that I found was, was actually through this document. Um, when they mentioned the... Um, golden age of music or sorry right before or actually during it sorry um, they kept mentioning this guy Ahmad Zahir and if I'm pronouncing that wrong I apologize but um, he's kind of the <clears throat> Elvis if you will of Afghanistan because um, at the height of his career he died in a car accident and a lot of people believed that it was um, actually a, a, an assassination so I mean, Elvis may be more, maybe more, you know, Tupac or Kurt Cobain, well, whatever it could alive, be. Elvis is still alive, though. That's maybe true. Okay, we're, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. So the song is called Tugar Ba Man Yar Shawi. And these are split by spaces, so I'm not, you know, I'm not like taking my time with that. Um, so let's give it a listen. Can you pronounce it one more time for the record? Two gar ba man yar shawi shawi. It's too loud. Let me know. Two gar ba man yar shawi. تو کربا من یار شوی و کس نمیگاه 
So, again, that was Amadza here, Tugarban Man Yarshawi. Let's get some thoughts. I, I mean, I've got, I've got one right at the top, but I mean, I want to hear what you had to say about those horns. Um, first off, I want to say that I'm pretty sure you stole the guy that I got a song from. I probably did, wow. but that's okay because it that sounds like he was super popular. He was the Elvis of Afghanistan. Yeah. Sounds like so. What's your thoughts on this song? Um, it's cool. It's like it's like a. It sounds like the style is like a mix of like like a classic Italian from like the Godfather yeah. and then like kind of yeah, like kind of had that spaghetti western yeah. feel, yeah. Yeah. especially with that percussion yeah. drop. To, to add to that, because I Literally, think it was very western. I've got nothing else to say. Yeah. Thank you. Touche um, to you. It was. It felt very um, Latin American to me. Extremely Latin American. I um, almost thought he was singing in Spanish for a little exactly, bit. Exactly. Right? There's a part that sounds like Mi Gusta, Mi Go or something. I can't I can't quite make it out, but I But I mean if you would have played that instrumental to me with no information, I would have told you that was a Mexican artist. Straight off top. I don't know that I would have. I think there was the percussion though that, that sort of gave it away for me. I think the instrumentation was similar yeah. to what I think you guys are all commenting on. The accordion Obviously, the the sort of Spanish sounding the guitar, accordion. which I, I think, think is a lot of the wet, the Western that we're getting, and then but then that clay, almost clay sounding drum, I, that yeah. that does not sound like that's that's when I kind of gave it. Away. I was like, okay, this is, I didn't expect that. Honestly, is the it, weirdest is, thing for me was the the vocals though. The vocals sounded had had this echo on it that I did not expect. It was almost like a, it was like a, it was like someone talking over a loudspeaker, like a megaphone. That's a great point because. This is a time when the country's changing, right? It almost it almost and it's seemed almost, kind of like it's almost assembly. like this is rage against assembly. the machine. Like, le- yeah, you know what I mean. Let's let's turn this country on its head, which is I didn't I did not catch that at all until you said it. So that's a I think it's a fantastic point. Yeah, I think you also got to think about the fact that I mean this guy is from like the sixties and seventies. Yeah, right? yeah. So and you know it, um, they probably don't have the best recording equipment yeah. over there. So it might just be sure. a mic in a big room, you know, that he's singing into. You know, but yeah. there's no mistakes. Like the way it comes out and sounding, like it, whether they meant to or not, it still screams that oppression or slash like. I mean, you can hear it in the tone. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And it makes so much sense to me that these people would crowd around him because they're they're looking for an outlet you know what I mean they're looking for an artist to I mean I, I don't know what the, it translates to but I would imagine it's something having to do with potentially you know assembling and 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 kind of taking one you know what I mean so yeah that's cool though I definitely didn't expect accordion and then I saw a picture of him doing it I was like okay that that is accordion I didn't know what and, that was that's that's exactly why I thought it was Mexican well, because accordion to me is very Latin, right? Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah. But it's also very Italian, so it's you know what I mean. It's funny. I mean, I was obviously getting the the you know this like Mexican or Italian spaghetti western feel, but it really actually hit me um, when th- that clay percussion came in because although it is like. Uh, 
kind of exclusive to the region or at least kind of points in that direction. The way it entered, I don't know if you guys caught that. It like it almost sounded like a spur or something like the way he entered it. That's what yeah. tied it for me, which is interesting. That is interesting, How you're, yeah. you're kind of looking at it as a better musician, you know? Like, you can, no, hear, it no, better. You can hear it better, but yeah. for me, it was just like, I guess I was stuck in that image, but that's when it really was sold. That's, that is interesting. That's kind of when I was like, I, was, I kind of like stopped for a second. I was like, wait a second. That makes more sense as far as Middle Eastern music is, at least what I know, what I have heard. Yeah. My humble opinion, because I again don't. Also, those horns hit hard. Those, those horns, like, man. Was yeah, nice. that, that was, was that right, was right. <laughs> those, that was pretty. This has been a '70s style too. So, Kalen, I don't know if he's still sitting in this room, but uh, gave us a song. Uh, I believe it's a funk record from the '60s or probably late '60s. Um, the the album I think is called Zenduni, and the and the, it's a compilation of artists. So it's not. Is that correct, Kalen? Yes. Um, the the group is called New Shafarin, and the song is. Uh, it, I'm going to spell it because I don't want to say it. O U J. Um, I actually accidentally downloaded this record about a year or two ago and didn't even notice it was the same one. So it's Afghani music. It's Afghani funk music. From Word. I think late '60s. Oh boy, give it to so, me. Play that funky like, music. It, was, it wasn't boy. just the Afghanistan region, but this song particularly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it was a compilation of different artists. This one being Af- Afghani. Yeah, yeah, I kept finding. So, New Shafarin. I'm gonna say Oij. I don't. I, that's that's what I would say. <laughs> That song is dope. So this was Nusha Farin, Oish. Um, thoughts. I mean, that's a f- fucking awesome song. It's it's not it's not anything I would have expected. There's there's very clearly at least the a couple songs that we've listened to now. There is obviously a Western like sort of influence on the music, which is interesting because I think a lot of people think of a way different Afghanistan now, and that's because of recent uh you know wars that you know the the west has caused in a lot of ways too so i think we think of these things way differently now and it's interesting to see that that is that's almost like brazilian like sun jazz okay please i'm so glad you said that this is bossa nova this is bossa nova this is brazilian jazz this is borderline brazil mendez in the uh or sorry sergio mendez brazil sergio mendez in the brazil 66 um that I mean, that sounds like Mosque Nada right off the top. Yeah, and, and then, oh, wh- man, but that, that's now you that gotta realize this is, is so good. This is 
I'm, I don't know the year, but I would assume this is right in that time that they were that Herb Albert, Sergio Mendes were all. I imagine this it was music. too. I now was this too. could have been an influence that they, that Sergio Mendes was a big influence on them. That that would un- make sense, but the, but again, the the vocals to me were very um, strong Latin. I got that Latin feel when she comes out and comes back in, and it's very it's almost like um, like tap dancing almost like like. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but um, when they have, like a salsa almost, but yeah, you know, I I think I think also though even in, in pop music in the United States, I think that was sort of a prevalent a prevalent sort of sound. I think of like Mamas and the Papas yeah. kind of sounded like that. It's probably because the recording quality is pretty similar, but like that like very strong voice, it, like like so is it, I think pretty similar in that way. First thing I thought was uh, that's the first song that I've heard after like looking up all this stuff that doesn't have like that classic like Middle Eastern drum in it. It yeah, had like right, it yeah. had like the Brazilian drum, but like, and the, yeah, and it, 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 that's it, a good point. Yeah. The the acoustic guitar to me was really awesome, but again, sounds very Spanish to me. The instrumentation, I mean, just on an elementary level, and I'm talking about my perspective, not the instrumentation. Um, I really really connected with the instrumentation, but for some reason I couldn't. I think she had a great voice, but I just it. I just couldn't focus on her. I couldn't get yeah. past the instrumentation. She didn't. She didn't capture me at all. Yeah. I'm not really? not saying that like she was bad whatsoever. I'm sure if I listened to it again, I'd be really impressed. But like I couldn't get past listening to like it was it was like Brazilian funk, yeah. bossa nova type yeah, yeah. of thing going on. Did you all notice though that the the chord structures though were they were still very. I I would say sort of like Middle Eastern Arabic I think chord a, structures, a which I thought was cool because it was like yeah. violin playing something that you know you know you don't really hear. I think I think what you're hearing, and this is a wild guess, is that, and and I have trouble with this when I listen to music in different languages. If it's not in a language that I know, it's so much harder for me to pay attention to. I, I think so. And and that that's that goes for all of them. And that, I think that was going to be one of my points, or at least this point will back that up, is the first one, although I didn't know the language, um, I got like the emotion got I got the okay. emotion better. Whereas this one, I was more caught up in instrumentation, so just like that, yeah. it slips through, I guess, like some of the phonautics. Phen- <laughs> I think, um, really quickly, um, this is one of those things that's interesting with music, because you see it if you listen to a lot of compilations, whether it's from 50 years ago or a week ago, they find these artists to compile, literally, and they're all not, they're all okay artists. They, they're, they're trying to fill an album. And so you don't get a lot of standouts. You know what I mean? It's rare that you get a standout. Um, so I just, some, just something I thought about. Like you're trying to say they're more hired hands? Or? They're, it's more it, – it, it almost seems like they're f- compiling an album to almost make background music. Like this This may be in the genre that you like. This may be from a label that you like. This may be from an era you like. But it's not going to be names you've ever heard of. Yeah. Hmm. This That's one definitely is like kind of like – I mean – you know, we haven't gone all the way through the songs, but from the stuff that I heard just looking up this stuff, that one was the most different out of the rest. Like, I would have heard that, and I wouldn't have guessed that it was, you know, from Afghanistan. After hearing what I've heard, I wouldn't have yeah. known Afghanistan music sounds like a week ago, but, like, after listening to it, that one was definitely the most eclectic, I think. 
I think you're completely right. I think that's absolutely out there compared to what what we're going to hear at least. Welcome back. We uh, just had a big pizza break. Had to feed James. It's just a pizza <laughs> I didn't break. I not want to get angry. Thank you. Um, and I'm going to throw it over to Tanner here. He uh, has a song queued up. I'm going to let him introduce it. I don't know much about this next gentleman, but he is still living. He is a social activist, and he was born in Afghanistan. I wish I knew the, the city that he was born in. I should have researched that a little bit What's more. What's the name? His name is Farhad Darya, and this is called Salam Afghanistan. Afghanistan <laughs> Bakabul John, Bakabul John, Bakabul John, Salam, Afghanistan, Salam. Bakabul John, Bakabul John, Bakabul John. That was by far my favorite thus far. That was so cool. So, and I'll admit, I, and it might be only because it gave space for me to process. Yeah. Yeah, because it was. Um, now, this is a. This is way more in the present. So this, do, we, do you know the year of this, or, or at least? So yeah, quite obviously, is the recording quality is way different than the first two that we listened yeah. to. Yeah, it is more modern. It is, it is more modern. Noticeably, though, not as, not as westernized, in a lot of ways. You're right. The, so, the rhythm is certainly not. Dude, I felt like it was close to dub, but like that was almost like that. Like Jamaican dub feel like feel. That. Yeah. yeah. So here's one thing I noticed, just from the producer standpoint. This song is like 95 percent MIDI. You got MIDI synths, yeah. you got MIDI drums, you've got a, that, even that, I'm going to call it a flute, I know that's not what it's called, but a flute, flute solo sound, yeah. it did is, sound is a MIDI. Now, There's some why, cool my it, question is, why are, they, why are they getting away from the traditional instruments? And I, I think the answer is... that question of all of music nowadays. It's probably so much cheaper. It's probably so much cheaper to just do it on your computer. Yeah. And that transcends countries you know what i mean that happens here i i'd imagine this is no more than 10 years old yeah i mean this guy's this guy's still current he's still making music based on what i read i I thought it was interesting though because as a musician right in these day in this day and age as you had mentioned music was outlawed by you know by extremist religious religions of the area um he is a social activist though and a musician which is scary as fuck yeah, he's doing it. More so power to him, dude. The, the yeah. name of this My album. My has no excuse now. The name of this album, which I think is interesting, is the Rough Guide to the Music of Afghanistan. Probably an awesome record to check out. Yeah. I'm probably going to take sound, a look at it. It sounds like a um, hint, but a great place to start. Um, I think again, oh. though, there's still these these little tidbits of. Italian, a little bit of Spanish, maybe some Brazilian. I still hear it. And I, I'm wondering, you know, did did Latin America take those sounds and, and run with them? Were they the same instruments? Were they the same 
chord progressions, chord patterns. Dude, you know what I think that I talk about with Tanner a lot actually is I think you can hear um, what kind of like climate people are in in the music. If you think about it, like, we talk about like, you know, like north versus south, east versus west music. Mm-hmm. You think about like California versus New York. New York's usually a lot more like raw and like yeah. just kind of like rougher in California. Yeah, gritty. And like, Nitty gritty. I mean, if you think about it, they're, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're in like a very hot climate with a lot of desert, which is, you know, very similar to like the Southwest and, you know, down through That's Central a good America. Point. There's a really lot of point. It's the same, you know, I would assume it's on, if not below the equator. I wonder if you hear a lot of the parallels between the two, because in my mind, the first thought when you guys asked me to be a part of this was like hand percussions and both cultures incorporate, you know, all these unique hand drums. Yeah. So both cultures, you're talking about Latin America as well. Exactly. I'm 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 circling yeah. back to I, I Mason's yeah, point. I agree. I agree with that. And and you kind of first thing you said was the progressions, and I and you know, as learning music, it's all about like the rhythm that will guide the progression, no mm-hmm. matter what notes you're playing. And it's all about the count and, and the rhythm. So. I can see how the the like guitar progressions or whatever melodies would would kind of you know be synchronized by some sort. Speaking of uh, percussion, at the beginning when it had that like, yeah. it sounded like it had like a reverse echo at the end of it. Did you guys hear that? Like, I like, didn't. Sh- oh, really? Yeah. I'm actually I missing just, one I, headphone too. Uh, this okay. one works, but the, okay. I don't think this one's working that well. It so might I might be like, missing. It might just cut. It might just cut quick, like the way they recorded it. But it sounded like you know when you do that noise. But it might. Just, like, it was cool. Um, we love it. I want to so, mention two things really quick about that that song, and they can be if, if we're closing on that. A his vocals were chorused, which I thought was interesting because like they do a lot of like quarter tones. Did you guys notice like some of the quarter tone singing that he was doing? It's like. Kind of a like a, a vibrato in his voice that was like, it, it's almost tremoloed. It, it almost is, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, and and so I thought the chorus was interesting with that. Yeah. Um, actually, I think that was my only point. I think I just combined them. I've definitely noticed. Look with, up, yeah, um, go ahead and look up your track. I've definitely noticed with like a lot of the singers that, except for the one funk music that had a female singer, they're all like pretty like um, singing a low key. Mm. Yeah. I, lo- I really the vocalists sounded, and this might be my own ignorance, but it had like an Indian feel to me. I've been listening. I was yeah. uh, listening to a lot of Indian music lately, and it, it had a lot of like the same nuances. I yeah. totally hear that now that you say it. I think it's that's the quarter tone. The percussion, too, honestly. Yeah, maybe to rock like on the, that. The the pitch, like the pitch change. They go, they, they kind of do that. Go down and then go up with YouTube. it. Yeah, YouTube. It's so Where's cool. It's way um, different than what we hear usually. Um, I, I also think say that's too. super interesting because I it, only after you said that I was like, oh my gosh, it's super Indian. And I hate to be offensive, but it's it's interesting listening to it because I, I like a lot of Indian music, but sometimes that uh, vocal style is a little Contaxing. It's a little much for me. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I connected better with this vocalist because it's like that, but it wasn't smoothed all, over like a little yeah. bit. You know I what I mean? It's it's chosen, and when it's done, it's not like exaggerated too much. Yeah, the double of his, of his vocals, I feel like, helped that a lot too. It, also, I didn't expect this much, uh, almost like stringed instrument. I think it's I think it's violin. I don't I can't really tell, but I think that's interesting. Every single song that we've heard now, 
Yeah. yeah. The first one might not have had had it had violin. So that, it, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because this is one here. thing that I kind of skipped over when we were talking about the history. Their three most common instruments are um, lutes of some sort. Um, there's an instrument called a dutar, which is which means literally two strings. It's a small, long-necked, fr- uh, fretted, plucked lute that is light, portable, and commonly found in tea houses. Um, like a bass Metal lute? strings. Metal strings. Awesome. Um, another instrument uh, is called the dambora, which is a, also a two-string, fretless, long-necked uh, lute. Um, and then the most popular is something actually called uh, the rabab. So this is a ah, this is a go. super interesting I, I saw a photo of it if you you know if you're listening to this and you can look it up look it up but it's um this is kind of their go-to instrument um hollow body uh carved from a certain the type rabab. of wood rabab yeah r-a-b-a-b um 12 to 15 strings right so these are things that you can i mean when you look up Middle Eastern music, this is probably what you're going to see. You know what I mean? Um, so interesting because they're all, it's a lot of um, guitar-esque lute type instruments. So stringed instruments. Um, so the next, we're going to move on to the next song. Um, this was uh, provided to us by Donk. If you want to go ahead and intro that. Um, yeah. If you need me to read it, I can. But um, Yeah, so uh, you might need to read the name of the song. Um, the guy's name was Ahmad Ziar. I believe is how you pronounce it. I could be totally wrong, but um, yeah, he was cool. I heard this song. Um, I don't know how I came across it, but it sounds, you know, very like '60s and '70s, like like Western music. Um, and I was telling Mace before, like I would listen to this type of music like currently all the time. It's really cool, and I'm gonna look up this album actually. So this is actually the same guy that we listened to first. This is Ahmad here. This, this is this is this their is Elvis. The king. Oh, yeah, this is the same dude. Zahir. Okay. Zahir. So the How song is called Az uh, Gamat uh, I Nazanin. Probably probably butchering that, but um, see, so yeah, let's let's give this a listen. I mean, super those spaghetti western. Shots. I'm telling you, these guys were watching those movies. Yeah, they had to have. I mean, the the sim- the similarities are to I mean, they're too straight there. They're they're right on. That rim shot, man, that was great. That yeah, was. Did you guys, did you guys notice that was like it sounded like they were actually using like a drum set that American culture thinks of. I was definitely. I was like definitely saying that's 
that's like a that sounds like a set. And it's it's funny because it it this video did. actually says the voice of the golden age, which is what we talked about yeah, at the beginning. It's the golden age. So I mean, this is our guy, um, dude. That's wild because to me that was very spaghetti western, but it was halftime, which I feel like might be more of a of an Af- Afghani uh, rhythm rhythm yeah. style. Is that halftime like sort of? Kinda, that was cool because I've never heard that either. That one put me in like more of a saloon. Like you, absolutely. The other ones where you're out in the spaghetti western yeah. doing it. This one had to sit down. You're tired from it. You know what I mean? It <laughs> yeah. it, it had that sure. that essence to it. I'm pretty sure this was the uh, theme song for uh, uh, True Detective. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. Um, James, like I've definitely never seen that. He's like they're definitely wrong, especially in Afghanistan. Um, so, I mean, I, I think um, it's, re- it's really interesting to see that because, you know, I and Tanner can attest to this. I had such a big Spaghetti Western phase, and I didn't think for a second that's what I'd hear. And I think it's amazing because it's, it's almost as if that we've got – fat. It, it was – it had a hip-hop – Rhythm to it. Yeah. It really did. I it really had an like open that. hat and it's and the rim shot. Yeah. I'm trying to write that stuff now. I know it's amazing. And this is the golden age of Afghani music. So Back I mean, I when. think that's amazing. I think um, that halftime beat is so great, fresh. And then the choice. horns come in. We haven't even talked about the horns yet. Yeah, horn guy was ripping it. Yeah. Horn guy was ripping it. Um. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, episode one. There's a moth in my face. Episode one. Music World A to Z. Um, at the Spring Shack. At the Spring Shack. What? what? Uh, with James, Chris, hey. Tanner, and myself, Mason. Uh, next week, if you tune in, Albania. Okay. So Found if you're watching history. this on YouTube, go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying, subscribe. You know what I'm saying, leave a Wait, comment. this is going on YouTube? This is going on YouTube. Views. Uh, if you're listening to it on wherever you can find podcasts, you know, leave a review, subscribe. It's the same thing. And thanks so much. We'll see you next week.